Entertaining. Never been so addicted to a show between 10 and 12. Informative. You call people out no matter what they are, and you hold them accountable. That's the Mark K Show. The first hour of the Mark K Show starts now. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855 855- Seven six five one zero four five. Thanks so much for joining us, Dave. We're so excited that you're here. It's Monday, and uh, Joe Biden kicks off his "Let's Destroy America" tour, part two or week two, I guess, in what is like a thousand weeks. Uh, it went a one a one thousand week tour as he slowly but surely dismantles every good thing that's happened over the last four years without any care, by the way, without any. It's, it's weird. It's so it, usually when somebody votes for you or when they throw their support behind you, you do whatever you need to do. You do whatever you can to continue to support them. Uh, but that doesn't seem to be the case with Joe Biden. That doesn't seem to be the case because what he thinks is, hey, you know what? I'm here now. Uh, it's like it's just like he said. I didn't need your help to get elected. I do. I am going to need your help after the election. I'm going to need your help so that you can forget everything that um, you know, everything that you uh, that I that you promised that I promised I would do for you. Anyway, uh, 855-765-1045 is your number. We have that. We have a lot of stuff here. Uh, we we prepared, but once again, we're having technical difficulties because uh, over the weekend we can't we can't lock anybody out of the studio and people come in here and hit buttons, so we have to unhit them, which takes a little while. But here's what listen: so many of the stories that began last week continue this week. They're continue and they're going to be continuing as long as Joe Biden or whoever in his uh, in his uh, administration is in the presidency. But one of them. One of the big ones is that Joe Biden is going to start creating themes for his, you know, so that you understand, you know, not just that he's trying to undo every good thing in the United States of America, but he wants you to know when he's doing it, what day he's doing it. And, you know, when it makes it a little more, everybody loves a good theme. Everybody loves a theme for like a party or for like a meeting or something like that. And so uh, and so that's what Joe Biden's starting to do this week. His themes include um, environmentalism. Which is which is nice. That's fun. He has another theme about covid relief. And then he has another theme where he's just arbitrarily going to uh, arbitrarily going to undo and dismantle our immigration system, which could be kind of neat. Wednesday is climate day when, according to the hill dot com, the president will sign an omnibus executive order announcing planned regulatory changes to combat climate change domestically that elevates climate change as a national security Priority. So uh, Joe Biden on Wednesday will be celebrating Climate Day with executive orders that just give him whatever unilateral powers he wants. It's an omnibus, powerful executive order because it's now a national security. It's now a national security threat. Climate change is a national security threat. Not only does it planet, uh, threaten our planet, but our country specifically, much like terrorists from Iran or Iran receiving a nuclear weapon. Uh, you know, much like much like North Korea is a threat to our national security. Now, so is uh, climate change. I don't know. I guess we're going to get attacked, targeted. Americans are going to be targeted by hurricanes, just like ISIS targets them abroad. I wonder if it'll go like like if you travel, if there'll be travel advisories like warning, uh, warning, do not travel to, I don't know, the Antarctic because uh, we're we're getting you know word that there there's going to be sub zero temperatures um, in a in an open attack by the by you know the globe by the earth on americans everywhere so that's what we've got going on with joe biden this week also they continue 
in the media and on the left to attack Republicans and try to silence them. In fact, they are not going to they are not just trying to silence conservative voices as we see on Fox News and Newsmax and the radio and on social media. We already know about the Twitter ban of Donald Trump. We know about all that stuff. But what they're doing now is they also want to silence every single conservative that's been elected to a position, whether it's in the Senate House of Representatives, they want to label these people as terrorists or they want to, you know, enablers is another thing, even though <laughs> even though a majority of the country, a majority of the country at this point does not believe that Joe Biden can unify. Uh, I, maybe he just threw in the towel. Maybe that was it. Maybe that was the take. He's like, look, I'm going to try to unify this country. He reads a report on his first day of office that 80 percent of Americans don't think he can do it. He goes, well, it's pointless. Let's just continue to divide. Uh, that's what they're doing in the media and um, and also in Congress and, and uh, on the floor of the Senate. And there are people who are standing up. I don't know if you saw this interview with Rand Paul from Kentucky, Senator Rand Paul from Kentucky. He was on with George Stephanopoulos. And uh, ABC, whatever. I don't forget George Stephanopoulos' show. It was Sesame Street or something. I don't know, whatever. Um, but anyway, so Stephanopoulos and, and Rand Paul are talking about, of course, the election. And instead of discussing what's happening in the Senate, instead of discussing, you know, the, the, the upcoming trial of Donald Trump for impeachment, which is weird because you, again, are not supposed to be able to impeach a private citizen of the United States, which is what Donald Trump is. Instead of talking about any of that stuff. Well, uh, they want he wanted to go back to the election and election fraud and election interference and whether or not the election was stolen. I guess he he was going to take the opportunity to to try to just humiliate Rand Paul, but in the end, uh, Rand Paul ended up humiliating him on his own show. And you can tell by the titles and the headlines that ABC uses when discussing uh, that particular that particular episode. So that's exciting. What else? There's so, like I said, there's so much going on. Oh. I don't know if you heard what Chuck Schumer said about Donald Trump on Friday, but it happened. It happened right after our show. Unfortunately, if it happened during the show, we would have broken in. We would have had a break. We would have sounded off with the breaking news and we would have been like, hey, this just happened. You need to drop everything. Um, but we have to wait till today. But we will bring that to you because it's first of all, it's a little shocking what Chuck Schumer said about President Trump on the floor of the Senate last week. It's a little shocking. But it also explains quite a bit about his, I guess you would say, uh, about his uh, motives and, and and his anger toward the president, why he just despises President Trump so much. So uh, we'll get into that as well. Also, the Super Bowl. Man, I don't know if you saw any of these football games yesterday. The Super Bowl, you're going to see some familiar faces. You're going to see Tom Brady back in the Super Bowl for like the bajillionth time. You're going to see uh, Patrick Mahomes Back in the Super Bowl, he was just there last year. He's going back again. But there are some familiar faces that will be noticeably absent from the Super Bowl this year. And you can blame the Democrats for that as well. You can blame this cancel culture, the 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 uh, the socially acceptable behavior that Democrats are are pushing on everybody, or the I guess you would say the political correctness is destroying yet another multi-million dollar. American industry, and you're going to see a direct result of that during the Super Bowl uh, in about a month or so. So anyway, look, we got all that to co coming up here in just a minute. We've got your phone calls. We've got open mic messages. We've got a whole ton of stuff um, that's happening. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up here in just a minute. Stay tuned. <laughs> Marquee show. My name's Marquee. 855-765-1045 is our number. 
1045. We're having some technical difficulties uh, today. What's going on over here? Why is it, like nothing? Even the TV's not working? Yeah, just go down to the. No, you got to go to the. Okay. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. We'll, no, go back to the other thing. We'll figure it out. Anyway, um, so we've got. Sorry, we're 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 like a we're like a two three man band here, and uh, and you know we we're not very good at the instruments that we play. So uh, sometimes we do it. It doesn't matter. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five is our number. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. All right. So the Super Bowl is set. If you're still into the football thing, Tom Brady, who is old and has been to so many Super Bowls, is going back with his brand new team. And Patrick Mahomes, who is young and who was just there yesterday or last year rather is going back to the Super Bowl, um, you know, which a couple notable things. First of all, this will be in Tampa, right down the road from us, which means it'll be the first time a, a Super Bowl host city or host team will be participating in the Super Bowl because, that you know, Tampa Bay was chosen as the host city like five years ago, and now Tampa Bay happens to be playing. So they're going to have home field advantage, uh, which is kind of interesting. But something else is happening this year that you haven't really heard about, but it's definitely something that you want to take notice of. And I read this on Breitbart. And Breitbart has an article today um, about the advertising. A lot of people that don't care about football or don't like football or just aren't into it, whatever, they go to the parties, they watch the game, but they're mostly interested in the ads. You know, there's always been very quirky and creative ads. Some of the biggest ad budgets are spent during the Super Bowl. If you work in the advertising agency, like the ultimate is to be chosen to create a Super Bowl ad. And then all these ads, of course, are just, I mean, people... People they like rate them and they they critique them and there's ad meters and at the next day everyone's like did you what was your favorite Super Bowl commercial and it's been that way for decades well maybe not so much this year according to Breitbart several Super Bowl advertisers bow out bow out over fear of offending the viewers fear of offending the viewers what's happening is. That uh, a growing, this is from Breitbart, a growing number of big name advertisers, including Coke and Hyundai, are skipping the Super Bowl this year for fear of not striking the right tone amid America's contentious political landscape. Several companies have decided not to buy Super Bowl time, some for the first time in over a decade. The reason, well, according to the New York Post, the talk from insiders is that members of multiple boardrooms are finally coming to realize that they're going to infuriate half the country no matter what they do. In recent years, advertisers were thrilled to push the Black Lives Matter and Antifa ideologies or to push transgenderism and the Me Too movement, but this year, not so much. Every client conversation I've had these days is about who is going to be offended by this ad, said Rob Schwartz, chief executive officer of ad agency, blah, 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 blah. There's a lot of discussion about risk mitigation. What that tends to do is it it makes things very bland and not effective. It forces you to look for more universal topics. The country is so divided and split right down the middle that I don't think there's a commercial that will appease both sides. This is what's happening in the advertising industries because of the woke culture, because of the cancel culture. And you see it with my pillow. You see it with Goya advertising. And the Super Bowl has always been the ultimate, the pinnacle of advertising prowess. I mean, you get your best people on it. You hire the biggest celebrities. You write the funniest scripts and you spend the most money. And this year, they don't even think that they're going to be able to sell out the, uh, the ad allotment for the Super Bowl. The first time ever, they're not even going to sell all their commercials because companies, they're just throwing their hands up. and They're saying, look, 
We know that if we do something and it's not right, we're going to be trending on Twitter and there's going to be a boycott. Or some company or someone's going to be saying, you know, uh, cancel uh, this company, cancel that company. And Coke and Hyundai and a bunch of others who, let's face it, probably don't need the name recognition anyway, are saying we would rather not advertise our products than chance half of the country coming down and trying to cancel us. This is yet another example of how cancel culture is destroying the economy. It's destroying jobs. It's destroying this economic uh, burst that happens every single February for TV companies, for the for the NFL. And they're doing it to themselves. I mean, I'm not you have no one but yourself to blame. If you're a media company and you didn't consistently aid and abet the cancel culture, if you're a media company and you didn't just spend the last five or six years trying to trying to uh, shame those people that that stood for one thing or thought differently than you then you wouldn't be in this predicament right now. But for five years, ever since Donald Trump was elected, cancel culture has been the thing. It's been the cool thing. You've had to get behind one side or the other. And while it was cool to get behind the anti-Trump movement, now they're seeing that the pro-Trump movement is just as if not stronger. And the division that they started to sow five years ago is now stronger than it's ever been before. The divide is greater. Joe Biden has nothing. There's nothing he can do to fix it, or at least he isn't even trying. Plus, with this pending impeachment, advertisers with their massive amounts of money are petrified of offending people. This is where we are. This is what people have wanted. Cancel culture, unfortunately, in the United States is working. It's keeping people silent. It's making people afraid. And what you're going to see now is you're going to have to see a, 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 a new breed of advertiser, a new breed of corporation, people that come forward and say, hey, this is what I believe. If you don't like it, don't buy my product. And what you're going to see is not just a political division in the United States of, of America, but you're going to start seeing a consumer division in the United States of America. Republicans will be buying one type of product. They'll be buying all the Goya beans they can muster. They're going to be buying, I don't even know what else, Chick-fil-A, Ford, whatever it is that the Democrats hate, the Republicans will flock to. I mean, what did we give away like 10 MyPillows last week just because everyone was hating on MyPillow? And on the, on the other side, you're going to have all the Democrats supporting all of the Democratic products. And when you get to the grocery store, eventually what you're going to do is you're going to see two sides to the grocery store. And if you're a Republican, you're going to get your little cart and you're going to veer right to the right because that's where all the Republican friendly products are, the ones that can still advertise without care of being canceled. And then on the left, you're going to have all of the Democrat products because those people, they are aware that there's cancel culture and they are going to toe that line very gently and they're going to make sure that they don't do anything to annoy the left, they're going to make sure that the that the Twitter terrorists don't come after them and try to destroy their business because they didn't like a commercial they ran during the Super Bowl. You may even have separate stores. There may be there may be publics on one corner and privates on the other. Wait a minute, maybe not private. You may really want to call it privates. Although you might get a lot of business from a store called Privates. I know I, I know I'd start shopping there. Eight five five seven six five one zero four five. Quick break. We're going to get some of your phone calls here in just a minute. And speaking of privates. Did you hear what Chuck Schumer said on the floor of the Senate last week? It's <laughs> shocking. Uh, quick break. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. It's the Marque Show coming up.
1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. If you're trying to get through, you can leave us an open mic message, too, by using our mobile app. It's 104.5-WOKV uh, on your... Someone told me to stop saying downloadable mobile app because all mobile apps are downloadable, which I guess... I guess it makes sense. We don't, you know, we don't want to be redundant, so we will, uh, we will do our best to um, not be. Anyway, eight five five seven six five one zero four five. So Friday, this happened right. I want to say right after the show, which is a bummer because had it happened during the show, like I said, it would have made the end of the show much more enjoyable um, than it already was. But, uh, uh, but Chuck Schumer, Senator Chuck Schumer from New York, the former minority leader, soon to be majority leader um, of this, or I guess is well, it doesn't matter. You know the guy. You hate him. Chuck Schumer, he was on the floor of the Senate on Friday, and he was discussing his favorite thing in the entire world, and that is the impeachment of Donald Trump. They did it once before. They announced that the articles of impeachment will be delivered, I believe, tonight. They're going over to the Senate, and then the, this uh, this whole thing is going to start on the eighth, right after actually the Super Bowl. They're going to have they're going to have the people come in, and they're going to present the evidence that's non-existent, and then they're going to try to um, they're tr- going to try to remove Donald Trump from office a good month after he's left office. Which only the Democrats this is this makes sense only to Democrats. I don't and you know and Republicans we don't think that we have too much common sense. We don't comprehend or understand these. These trails of thought, but uh, but this is how they work. So the, Senator Chuck Schumer is in there making his case, and he wants to um he wants to reemphasize just how bad a person Donald Trump is, and he wants to make sure that all senators are on board with impeaching him, even though constitutionally they're not allowed to. And in doing so, he makes one of probably the best Freudian slips I've ever heard in my entire life. Senators will have to decide. If they believe Donald John Donald John Trump incited the erection insurrection against the United States. Now I know I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait a minute, did he did he say what I thought he said? Donald John Trump incited the erection. Yes, he did. <laughs> he accused Donald John Trump of inciting an erection against the United States. Instead of an insurrection. Now, I understand that you could make this mistake because, you know, number first of all, the word insurrection, it's hard. The word, <laughs> it's hard. Anyway, thank you. I'm, free, I'm glad you got that one. Uh, it's hard. It's hard. And, you know, so you, you stumble over these things. Uh, but here, but look, it could be that we've uncovered why, why Senator Schumer is just so angered and upset with President Trump. He could have feelings that he doesn't quite understand. He could have a reaction to Donald Trump that not many people outside of his ex-wives have had. And it could be something that makes him feel weird, uncomfortable, awkward, and yes, even anger. And it we may have all just seen inside of his psyche, it may be he doesn't have this extreme hatred for Donald Trump. Maybe he has an intense romantic connection to the former president maybe maybe and you know it's his words not mine direction maybe when he thinks of or talks about donald trump that is physically what happens to his body and he has no understanding of it he doesn't like it it's it's bizarre he feels that it might actually cause him a political or professional harm and so he's trying to suppress it it could be that he instead of just having trump derangement syndrome he may actually have like like homoerotic feelings and tendencies toward Donald Trump. Donald John Trump 
incited the erection. <laughs> in my pants. I mean, in the United States. I mean, insurrection. It's what, look, the, every, what was it? Uh, Sigmund Freud said there are no accidents. Only he said it in, in German. And I don't speak, and he probably said it with beer breath. Uh, but that's, that, I mean, I believe that. I believe that there are no accidents. I believe that when you say something, um, accidentally, it's just your, it's, it's your true feelings coming out. And, and, and maybe that's what happened to Chuck Schumer when he saw the power of Donald Trump giving that speech, when he saw how forceful Donald Trump was, when he heard how, how, how just in control he seemed to be. And even in times of, of, you know, immense stress and, 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 you know, personal defeat, he just looked at him and said, now that, that is a man. Donald John Trump incited the erection. Yeah. So that's, uh, but anyway, anyway, that's, uh, you know, we may never know. We may never know the truth. Look, it's what I say. It's what I tell you all the time. Don't listen to what the, the Democrats do. Listen to what they say. Wait, I'm sorry. Don't listen to what they say. Listen to what they do. And if they say something accidentally, that could be that could be the most that could be the most honest thing that he's ever said. For all we know, eight, five, five, seven, six, five, one, oh, four, five. And again, I'm I'm bummed that it didn't happen during the show on uh, on Friday. But listen, listen, I was waiting all weekend. I was giddy. I woke up bright and early this morning knowing that we could come here and talk about uh, Chuck Schumer and his and his Freudian his Freudian slip. Senators will have to decide. If they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection against the United States. I'm a little disappointed that there were no audible la like laughs or because if it were me, I mean, there would you would have heard the loudest guffaw from the back of the gallery. <laughs> like, what did you say? <laughs> uh, I'm a little disappointed that our um, that our elected officials didn't take advantage of that uh, the way they should have. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. Uh, 1045 is our number. 855-765-1045 um, is our number. Let's take a quick phone call here, and then I want to get into uh, Senator Rand Paul uh, t just going going for the throat of George Stephanopoulos over the weekend. This is, uh, let's see, Stephen in Colorado. Hi, Stephen. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. I'm doing well. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, Stephen. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Well, I was just wondering what you thought, how long it would take for... Nancy Pelosi and the squad and the left to uh, invoke the 25th Amendment on uh, Joe Biden. I, I mean, uh, would look, it be two years? I don't know. And here's the thing. The the thing with Joe Biden is he's doing so well signing all of these executive orders. I mean, when he I, as far as I know, his name is still legible on the bottom. Uh, so as soon as long as that continues, as long as he they're getting the signatures and we talked about this. God, I wish I had the clip. But we talked about this, how Joe Biden was just going to be a signature machine for the Democratic Party. They were going to put these things on his desk and he was just going to sign them. I foolishly thought they would mostly be bills and laws that had passed through both houses of of Congress after much debate, bipartisan debate and negotiation. Ha ha ha. Boy, was I an idiot. Uh, no, they're all just going to be executive orders. This will be the executive order presidency. As long as Joe Biden can hold a pen and as long as he can put pen to paper and sign it, he is going to just continue to sign executive orders while he's out there spewing unity and being the president for every single American, both Republican and Democrat. He's proving with every stroke of his pen that he is the Democrat for 
one person and one person or that he is the president for one group of people. And that is Joe Biden voters. I'm sorry, Joe Biden supporters um, and Joe Biden political donors, even the people that voted for him, even the union workers in, gosh, every state, the pipe fitters who were excited about all of the energy programs that they thought they would be able to work on, like the Keystone XL pipeline. Those people, 70,000 of them are now finding themselves to be out of work. New Mexico, New Mexico is so threatened by these Joe Biden executive orders that not only is their economy, which is which relies heavily on oil production, domestic oil production and manufacturing, not only are they uh, are and, you know, or rather um, refining, not only are they petrified with what's going to happen to these executive orders for their economy, but everything else in that state relies on this. They're going to be they're going to have problems with their health care system. They're going to have problems with their schools. They're going to be having problems funding their state government. Because of these shutdowns, I don't even know if that balloon fair thing that they're known for in, in New Mexico is going to go off without a hitch. Because what are hot air balloons running on? I assume some kind of some kind of natural gas or heating element. I know they don't run off solar power. That's for darn sure. Uh, thanks so much for the call to 855-765-1045. We're to take a quick break. We'll get to more of your calls here in just a minute. Also, Josh Hawley speaks out about being muzzled by big tech and Rand Paul versus uh, George Stephanopoulos, the Kentucky senator. I mean, he's, George, George Stephanopoulos, no match for that guy. No match for that guy. That's all coming up. Stay tuned. More of the Mark Hay Show's on the way. Pardon me. We got this. <laughs> We just got a we just got a super chat from Ryan Ledbetter. Ryan uh, had a comment about about the Freudian slip we saw from Chuck, uh, Chuck Schumer, the one we heard uh, from Chuck Schumer on Friday when he said erection instead of insurrection. Donald John Trump incited the erection. Yeah, he said that apparently um, psychologists would say that Chuck Schumer has a deep personal uh, relationship or some deep personal demons he's got to work out and that you know what he's showing us uh here with this Freudian slip could be just the tip and there could be <laughs> there could be there could be more things oh never mind uh 855-765-1045 so something we talked about this on um i want to say maybe it was when we did the live show after the we did like a six o'clock one hour special on uh, on inauguration day we talked about this and this is something that if you missed it i want to share with you again i got something in the mail on on Saturday, and this wasn't something from Mail Time, which we do every Tuesday. This was a personal purchase that I made, and I'm going to open it up here. This is the this is something that's very exciting, and I want everyone to take note of this because uh, during the inauguration, what I noticed was that they, uh, you know, when when um, Joe Biden came out at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier, when he was doing his parade, any official ceremony that happened on inauguration day, they had the flags of the armed forces. They had the American flag, then they had the Army flag, the Navy flag, the Air Force flag, Coast Guard, Marine Corps. And then there was this new, never before seen in such a scenario, a black flag for the Space Force, the U.S. Space Force, which has the cool, you know, Star Trek Enterprise kind of logo on it. And it says Space United States Space Force. And because it's a branch of the military now, they get to hang their flag there and they get to march in all these parades and all these special ceremonies and whatnot. And I went on Twitter immediately 
And everybody, all the Twitter trolls, all the Democrats who hate everything Trump on Twitter, were just, they were going off about the fact that the Space Force flag was part of the uh, was part of the celebration was now officially one of the armed forces. And so therefore it would be at all of these events. And I thought to myself, my God, they hate the Space Force because Donald Trump created it. They're hating on the Space Force flag because it reminds them of Donald Trump. And then I thought to myself, wow, every time Joe Biden goes out for an official ceremony, every time there's any kind of official event from now till whenever this flag of the space force which democrats hate because it reminds them of president trump is going to be there waving in their faces as a reminder that donald trump did some amazing things for this country and will always be there as part of the space force and i thought to myself the space force flag has whether they like it or not become kind of the 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 undercover the dl trump flag for the next few years because the Democrats apparently hate seeing it and they're going to be seeing it everywhere. Donald Trump has figured out a way to get his his legacy displayed at every single United States official ceremony in history. That's genius right there. And so I bought a United States Space Force flag, which is what came here. If you're watching on the stream, here it is. It's got the uh, the logo in the middle there. It says United States Space, uh, Space Force. It says MMXIX, which I believe is. What is that? 20, 20, 2019. Yeah, 2019. Yeah. Okay, good. Because that's when it was officially created. And it is now quickly becoming the unofficial Trump flag, which is which is something great. So if you really want to if you really want to annoy any Democrats that, you know, start start wearing Space Force gear, because all it's going to remind them of uh, is that Donald Trump was president for four years. Eight, five, five, seven, six, five. 1045 is our number, 855-765-1045. Daryl's in Georgia. Hi, Daryl. How you doing? Thanks so much for calling the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark. Thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, man. What's going on in Georgia today, Daryl? Oh, man. I love listening to your show. And honestly, if your uh, listeners and viewers don't know, I'm I'm, I'm on iHeartRadio, so I'm actually listening straight to uh, Jacksonville. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And, uh, let's me. Yeah. Oh, great. Um, we appreciate it. Man, you got a lot of comments. Now the Space Force thing. A Space Force is now an occupying force, occupying the space between Democrats' ears. <laughs> um, but I have a comment on a on a call you took last week where the guy um, was mentioning basically how Republican voters feel kind of disenfranchised from Republican politicians. Yeah, right? I am. Doing anything about the election and this and that. Sure, yeah. And how he was basically saying to, to not vote, the whole take my ball and leave. Right. And I know you oppose that, and I understand your stance, but I really think that if there is to be any kind of unity within the party and 74 million voters feel this way, then maybe we should take the ball and leave. But maybe not in such a dramatic way that this guy was, uh, was saying, whereas we don't vote. But especially when it comes to the primaries coming up very, very soon, or because uh, he was talking about revoking registration. Right. I plan on actually moving my registration from Republican to independent to really make that soft statement to say, I'm still here. I'm still willing to vote, but I don't really trust you because if I vote and it doesn't matter, if I put you in. Daryl, they're, they're jamming. First of all, uh, Daryl, they're jamming your signal. We're losing. Uh, we're losing your your phone. Also, we're running out of time in the segment. But I, I I see your move there too, and I will counter that as well um, with a well thought out argument here 
in just a moment. 855-765. I have to think it out first, so we're going to take a quick break. 855-765-1045. Hannah, Josh, think of an argument for me. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we'll be right back. More of the Marquee Show coming up. Stay tuned. Senators will have to decide if they believe Donald John, Donald John Trump incited the erection, insurrection against the United States. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Senator Chuck Schumer from New York, live on the floor of the Senate Friday. Um, we'll play that repeatedly throughout our lives. 855-765-1045. Uh, by the way, I put up a link. A lot of people are asking where I got my Space Force flag. And I put up the link where I got it. And then they pointed out that this one's made in China. So now I have to return it and get an American-made Space Force flag. But that's okay. It's still the unofficial flag of, uh, of all things Donald Trump. 855-765-1045. All right. So hold on. Let me take this off for just a second because I got to get kind of cutting into my... Throw it a little bit. All right. So uh, something happened yesterday on one of the morning shows. It was the uh, George Stephanopoulos. He has one of these Sunday talk shows. And he for those of you that don't know, George Stephanopoulos, 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 whatever. I'm not going to try, I guess. His name's very difficult to say, kind of like the word insurrection. Uh, but anyway, George Stephanopoulos, he's not really a journalist. He is a Democrat operative and always has been. He got his first job working with the Bill Clinton campaign back in 92, um, they were successful. Then he became the communications director in the Bill Clinton White House. Uh, he was one of the people that actually tried to thwart the Whitewater investigation into Bill and Hillary Clinton for all kinds of illegal dealings. And then when uh, Bill Clinton got reelected in 96, he ditched out. He, he dipped. He was like, I'm out of here, probably because he knew about the pending Lewinsky scandal. And he didn't want to be associated with that. So now he has a new show. But keep in mind, he's a Democratic strategist and always has been. And so they pitted him against Rand Paul from Kentucky to talk about. I mean, I don't even know what the plan topic was, but he started off by going back to what they're all hung up on. And that is uh, d denying any kind of election fraud and silencing any voices of Republicans that may have a separate opinion. What George Stephanopoulos says in this interview is shocking, and the way Rand Paul handles him is priceless. This is how it begins. Uh, Senator Paul, let me begin with a threshold question for you. Uh, this election was not stolen. Do you accept that fact? Okay, this is not a question. This is him demanding, um, I guess you would say, demanding compliance. <laughs> you know, A question would be like, hey, do you believe this election was stolen? Yes or no, and why? That's a question. He starts off by stating a fact. And saying why this is a fact. It has not been, uh, it has not been, um, stolen. Do you accept that? And this is how people begin to brainwash or take over or, um, show, you know, that they're, that they're, they hold some kind of reign over you by establishing what the facts are, not asking you what you believe the facts are. And here's how Rand Paul answers. What I would say is that the debate over whether or not there was fraud should occur. We never had any presentation in court where we actually looked at the evidence. Most of the cases were thrown out uh, for lack of standing, which is a procedural way of not actually hearing the question. All right. So Rand Paul says, look, here's the thing. That is not a fact because all of these cases were thrown out. We've never actually had an investigation into that and we've seen across the country in wisconsin there were ballots that shouldn't have been allowed in nevada there were dead people uh who were on the voter rolls in fact he said in my home state of kentucky they had to throw out the voter rolls after we got a republican secretary of state because there were people on the on the rolls that were illegal immigrants all kinds of things and 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 george stephanopoulos was not having it 
This was not an interview. This was this was him trying to um, assert his superiority as a member of the winning party over Rand Paul, who is now a domestic terrorist. But yes, were there people who voted twice? Were there dead people who voted? Were there illegal aliens who voted? Yes, and we should get to the bottom of it. I'll give you an example. In my state, when we had a Democrat Secretary of State, she refused, even under federal order, to purge the rolls of illegal voters. We got a Republican Secretary of State, and he purged the rolls. But, Senator it Paul, does make I have a to, difference, and those things. I, I have, have to, to stop occur. you there. There, no, no, no election is perfect. But there, there were 86 challenges filed by President Trump and his allies in court. All were dismissed. Okay, so he's saying, look, I have to stop you there. No election is perfect. This goes back to the Democrats' idea of an acceptable amount of fraud. We understand that there's fraud. There's fraud in every election that we win. But that what do you will you not uh, uh, will you not cop to the fact that this was an acceptable amount of fraud and not an unacceptable amount of fraud? And of course, Rand Paul says no. What I would suggest is that if we want greater confidence in our elections, and 75% of Republicans agree with me, is that we do need to look at inte election integrity, and we do need to see if we can uh, restore confidence in the elections. Well, 75 percent of Republicans agree with you because they were fed a big lie by President Trump and his supporters who say the election was stolen. All right. So here we go. Seventy five percent of Republicans agree with Rand Paul because they were fed, quote, a big lie, which we all know. Once again, we know where that statement comes from. We know why that one's in the talking points. He was fed a big lie. And Rand Paul is sick of it. He's had enough of it. He doesn't want to be on this show with a Democrat operative who's pretending to be a reporter. So he goes after him. George, where you make a mistake is that people coming from the liberal side like you, you immediately say everything's a lie instead of saying there are two sides to everything. Historically, what would happen is if I said that I thought there was fraud, you would interview someone else who said there wasn't. But now you insert yourself in the middle and say that the absolute well, fact is that everything I'm saying is a lie. Wow, look, at do you remember when reporters would bring on people from both sides and say, hey, you think this, you think that? What? Let's talk about that. No, George Stephanopoulos and most of the Democrats in the media, and they're mostly Democrats in the media, are taking the side of the Democrat operative they are the ones they're inviting these republicans on their show not to debate them but to berate them and Rand paul sees right through that and reminds everybody you're not being a journalist you are being a democrat and you're inserting yourself in place of where the opposing viewpoint should be well because I senator i said what the president said was a lie because he to. said hold we're on a second to. he said the election was stolen this election was not stolen this the results were certified in every you're single state was, you're after saying, counts you're and saying, recounts you're saying that absolutely it was you're saying there was no fraud and it's all been investigated that's just not true and that, he's saying look your facts are wrong and you're sitting there accusing me of having the incorrect facts and you know this is how debate occurs but george stephanopoulos he doesn't want any of that Rand paul is laying down the line not just for george stephanopoulos but he has landed on the line for every single democrat in the media cnn msnbc he's letting them know that republicans are here they have valid points they have valid concerns they represent a large portion of not just the voting public but the viewing public and, they, and you can't just uh tell people one thing when the opposite is true i plan on spending the next two years going around state to state and fixing these problems and I won't be cowed by liberals in the media who say there's no evidence here and you're a liar if you talk about election fraud no let's have an open debate it's a free country okay now this next thing is probably one of the most shocking admissions that I've ever heard come from a member of the media and we've heard a lot of them 
But George Stephanopoulos, either he forgot he was on television or he was so angry that he let this important thing slip out of his mouth. Or he's just like, screw it. We got Biden in. We got the Senate. We got the House of Representatives and we have the media. We're not even going to pretend to be journalists anymore. And he said this one thing that secretly we all knew they felt, but no one had actually verbalized it until Sunday. And I'll play you that clip here in just a minute. Quick break. More of the Marque Show coming up. Stay tuned. We gotta get a Space Force endorsement or something. We gotta do like, you know, brought to you by the United States Space Force. A live on location on the moon? Like one of those, yeah. That'd be great. Marquee. <laughs> his <laughs> Don't his say sidekick, it. Josh. I was gonna say his dog. Hannah, his board up. Whatever. Uh, 855-765-1045. Well, you guys switch places in tomorrow. Tomorrow would be, yeah, again, right. 855-765-1045. Thanks so much uh, for all the great ideas. By the way, we're getting a lot of great ideas in our Super Chats, and we appreciate that. Um, all right, so back to back to Rand Paul versus George Snuffleupagus. So this is, this is, again, one of the most shocking interviews I've ever heard anyone in the media give, because not only are they just, I mean, attacking, attacking the, the Republicans blatantly, just flat out, not even trying to, not even trying to hide any kind of political bias anymore. But they let slip something that everybody has known for a very long time, but nobody has actually said. And here is here. Here's Rand Paul teeing up and really pushing George Stephanopoulos over the edge to the point where he reveals something that he probably shouldn't have um, if it were, you know, or is just so fed up with the entire system that he has no problem admitting to everybody. Here's what here's what Rand Paul said to lead up to this. Let me turn it on so you can actually, uh, so you can actually, that'd be a lot better. Here we go. I plan on spending the next two years going around state to state and fixing these problems, and I won't be cowed by liberals in the media who say, I'm sorry, that was the clip I played earlier. Here's the actual clip uh, of him. Here's, just listen. That's the problem with the media today is they say all Republicans are liars and everything we say is a lie. There are two sides to every story. Interview somebody on the other side, but don't insert yourself into the story. Okay, so Rand Paul looks at George Stephanopoulos. A journalist, the chief of news at ABC, I believe, he's looking at this guy who supposedly, since he left the White House, has dedicated his his entire life to telling stories that will help and aid people in the United States of America. He is trying to be what a what do journalists do? They they are supposedly reporting the truth. Listen to what George Stephanopoulos says when Rand Paul tells him there are two sides to every story. There are not two sides to the story. There are not two there are not two sides of the story. This is a one-sided story, Senator. There's only one side to the story. My side, our side, the left side. There is no there's no other side to the story. There are not two sides to the story. This has been looked at in every single state. The oh, sure there are. Certified there are two every sides to every state. story. George, you're forgetting who you are. You're forgetting who you are as a journalist. If you think there's only one side. You are forgetting who you are, George. You're, and he, he's sticking it to him on his own show. You, If you think there's one side to every story as a journalist, then you are forgetting who you are. You are back to the Clinton days. You're back to the White House. You're back to Whitewater. You're back to trying to clean up the mess that your boss created. That's what you're trying to do. And you're forgetting that you're no longer there. You're now here on ABC News 
acting like a journalist. So why don't you act like a journalist? If 75% of Republicans think there's a problem with this election, your job as a journalist isn't to say, no, you people have been fed a lie. Your job as a journalist is to say, hmm, that's really interesting. Let me talk to these people and find out why they feel that way, what they feel the problem is. Why don't I talk to some experts and figure out why or how we can keep that from being a problem, especially because we have another election coming up in two years and maybe these people are looking for answers maybe as a journalist i could do my job and find them but as Rand paul pointed out he's forgetting himself he's no longer a journal journalist he's a democrat with a camera and his job now now that joe biden's in the white house now that there's an all-out assault on free speech especially conservative free speech his job is to use that camera to beat home his point and beat down anyone who disagrees with him Rand Paul ain't having it. You're inserting yourself into the story to say, I'm a liar because I want to look at election fraud and I want to look at secretaries of state who illegally change the voter laws without the permission of their state legislatures. And what does George Stephanopoulos say to that? A journalist I'm, would hear both sides and there are two sides of this I'm story. Sta I'm standing by facts. There are not two sides to facts. I did not say there, that this was a perfect election. I said it was the results were certified. I said it was not stolen. It is You're a lie to say people are liars. You're stolen. saying people are liars if they want to investigate what happened in the election correct and now this is what we're getting from the mainstream media they're not even hiding it anymore they're now telling you these are the facts this is the story there are not two sides to the story there is one side our side that is not journalism that is not that is propaganda that's what propagandists do. They say this is the way it is, either like it or we are going to shut you down. They say you can argue all you want, but you are a liar. You are wrong. You are lying to people. The president of the United States was lying to people. It doesn't matter if 75 percent of one political party believes it. They are all delusional because these are the facts as we have decided. And there is no alternative way of thinking. Our way or the highway. And I never, never, ever heard anybody admit it blatantly until this Sunday. And that's a little scary. George Stephanopoulos, you typically, this would result in a journalist being fired. He'll probably get a promotion. He'll probably be back in the White House for saying that there's not two sides to every story. There are not two sides to the story. That, I mean, that definitely, clearly, that gets you a promotion in Joe Biden's cabinet. That's definitely he's free. He gets it. Let's put him in the cabinet. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Quick break. More of the Mark K Show continues right after this. 65-1045 is the number. 855-765-1045. There are not. Listen, I'm by the way, I've been thinking about this a lot over the break. What uh, what George Stephanopoulos God, that's tough. Can he just change his name? Uh, what George Stephanopoulos said to Rand Paul when he claimed that there are not two sides to each story. There are not two sides to the story. That's going to come in really handy for me whenever somebody whenever somebody calls in and complains that we're too uh, much this or we're too much that or we argue with everybody. I'm going to be like, look, hey, there's one side to the story. George Stephanopoulos from ABC News told me. So if you don't like it, sorry, that's the way it is. 855 765 uh, 104. But let's take a couple more phone calls here, and then I want to jump into, I want to jump into uh, what's going on with, with uh, Josh Hawley and also Liz Cheney. This is 
Ben in Florida. Hi, Ben. How are you? Thanks for calling the Mark K Show. How you doing, Mark? I'm doing great, Ben. What's up, man? What do you want to say? Hey, I, I'm over here in Southwest Florida, but uh, I listen to you guys on YouTube every day when oh. I'm driving around. But uh, I wanted to uh, I wanted to say I'm really kind of disgusted with our media. Uh, they're uh, continuing to push this false narrative that um, that uh, this storming of the Capitol hasn't happened in 200 years, and no Republicans, not even our right wing media, is calling them out on it because in the 80s, a far left terrorist organization stormed the Capitol, bombed the inside of the Capitol, and Obama commuted the bomber's sentence. That's correct. That happened. He commuted, the, and they don't mention that at all. Listen, and uh, and Ben, you bring up you bring up a great point. There's there's been a long running history of. Of, you know, I guess you would just say hypocrisy on the side of the Democrats and some Republicans, too, which is why what's going on in the Capitol is just so much more. It's just it's just, you can't really. And, you know, and Ben, thank you so much for calling. We appreciate it. Thanks for listening. What George Stephanopoulos is doing here is is he's saying we are only going to report the facts that we want. Uh, you know, we're not going to report the other side. So you're right. There was another bombing and that bomb or there was another attack and that attacker was uh, pardoned basically by Barack Obama, just like the Clintons. We talked about Whitewater earlier today and George Stephanopoulos' involvement in that and how the Clintons basically, when Bill Clinton left office, pardoned all of his political allies. So when they attacked Donald Trump for pardoning, you know, uh, people like, for example, oh, I don't know, uh, Steve Bannon. You know, which he gave a pardon to or Roger Stone, you know, it, it's what goes around, comes around, that kind of thing. But there is so much hypocrisy going on. We had a call earlier today from a guy who said, look, I know that you're not you're not a take your ball and go home kind of guy. And I meant to talk about this earlier, but we got tied up with with Rand Paul. You're not, when you look at the Republican Party, because there's a lot of people disgusted by it. They're disgusted by what Liz Cheney did and the other um, and the other nine Republicans who crossed the line. They crossed the aisle and they voted with Democrats to impeach Donald Trump after no trial, after no evidence was presented. And now, after they voted to impeach the president, we find that there's evidence to the contrary. CNN reporting that this plot that Donald Trump uh, or this uh, this incited riot, this insurrection or this erection, as um, as our buddy Chuck Schumer likes to call it. Erection. Yeah. This insurrection was pre-planned by a lot of these people that arrived at the Capitol. And something that's pre-planned cannot be incited spur of the moment by a presidential address just moments before it happened. In fact, while President Trump was still speaking on the podium, people were already storming the Capitol building. So the the evidence is there proving that Donald Trump is not guilty of what they impeached him of. And these 10 Republicans just blatantly sided with the Democrats without giving the president any kind of due process. So they've got to go and they have to go. There's no the Republican Party can't survive with them. And so this whole this whole let's take our ball and go home isn't going to work. It's going to destroy the Republican Party and whatever third party you want to create. The idea of even not registering as a Republican. He said that what he did was he said, I'm not going to side with the Republicans at all. I'm going to change my um, Republican affiliation to independent. Now, that's he's in Georgia. I'm not 100 percent sure how it works in Georgia. But here in Florida, you need to be a member of the party to vote in the primary. And if you're not a member of the party, you don't know who controls it. I'm not one of those. I don't like this team anymore. I'm leaving kind of guys. I'm one of these. I don't like this team anymore because you're here. I would like you to leave. This is my team. You know, we're playing to win. You're obviously not. So you got to go. You're off the team. We'll go recruit somebody who wants to win. And I feel like that's a much better strategy for the Republicans moving forward. 
you know, the 75 million people who voted for Donald Trump, don't leave and go start your own team. That does nobody any good. But look at the Liz Cheney's and the Adam Kinzinger's and all the other traders. Look at the Mitt Romney's around there. You know, look at the Lisa Murkowski's. Look at all these people that need to go. Like, they got to go. You know, and look deep. Look deep at these people. Even the Marco Rubio's of the world, who you're not really sure if you can trust them. Look at the Lindsey Graham's and the Mitch McConnell's. You got you to gotta make changes to your starting lineup. If you don't make changes to your starting lineup, you're never going to win. But you still need the votes. And the starting lineup is set in the primaries. If you are in a state that you have to be registered in one particular party to vote in the primaries, then don't change your party affiliation. You don't hurt anybody that way. What you want to do is keep that power, you know, keep that weapon that you have, your vote, and say, I don't like you, Liz Cheney. I'm going to primary you. Matt Gates, for example, is a great example. Matt Gates is leading the charge of getting Liz Cheney out of her uh, leadership position in Washington, D.C. She's one of the leaders of the GOP caucus in Washington, D.C. He wants her out. There's going to be a vote on February 3rd. She'll probably lose power in Wyoming. She's already been censured by her own party. The Republicans in Wyoming have censured her for her vote to impeach the president. Matt Gates is going there to openly campaign against her two years out. He's holding political rallies with a guy who stepped up and said, I am ready, willing and able to primary Liz Cheney. We need to get these people out of the party, get them off the team. You want to stack the deck with solid, strong players who all want to win. And if you vote with the Democrats on something like impeachment, you're basically a Democrat. Same thing goes for these people in in Arizona who have been censured by the Arizona GOP, like Cindy McCain, who, yes, your husband died. We're very sad. He gave his life to this country in service. God bless him. But you crossed your party and endorsed Joe Biden. Not just a Democrat, but the worst Democrat you could possibly endorse. A guy who right now is costing your state countless amounts of dollars in jobs because of the XL pipeline being uh, crushed. He's also affecting you. I mean, Arizona, you want to talk about immigration. You want to talk about somebody who should be supporting strong immigration laws. It's any member of the McCain family. But you've got you've got Cindy McCain out there promoting and campaigning for the competition you've got Meghan McCain on the view every day spewing nonsense about Donald Trump and now you and they're claiming to be Republicans they're not they're not don't pretend they are don't allow them to be get them out and bring in people who are going to win I'm not changing my party affiliation because if I do I'm not allowed to pick the people that run for Congress in my district that run for Senate in my state and that run for president of the United States in 2024 and that's where the power lies. Uh, so that's my recommendation to you. Once again, 855-765-1045. Quick break. We're going to squeeze in a couple more phone calls here in just a minute. Stay tuned. It's the Mark K Show. We'll be right back. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. I downloaded some app that's going to get me uh, lean and cut and muscular and not as flabby as I am. And it's in seven minutes a day. So the other Josh said we should do it live on the stream after the show. Yeah. Um, for like accountability or whatever. Although mm-hmm. I'm not really dressed for working out. That's okay. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. Yeah, so are you wearing your body weight? Maybe. My, yeah, I, I brought my body oh, weight. Perfect. With me. Then you're ready to rock. I brought some extra body weight today, <laughs> so because uh, it was the weekend. All right. So this is great. So we're gonna do it. So if you're watching on the stream, stay tuned at 12. We'll live stream our workout, and uh, and then you can slowly watch me just disappear 
before your eyes. Like um, uh, uh, Marty McFly in Back to the Future? Right, when is he slowly... <laughs> exactly right. 855-765-1045 is our number. 855-765-1045. Before we get out of here, Alex is in Massachusetts. Hi, Matt. Alex, how are you? Hi, Mark. How are you doing? I'm great. I'm great. I'm excited about my upcoming workout. Uh, what do you want to say today, Alex? Uh, First-time caller... Uh, excited to be here, but uh, I would like to talk about the hip cro- hip hip hypocrisy of uh, Joe Biden and his administration with the uh, uh, travel ban that he's going to do with uh, uh, Brazil. Hang on, I have it on uh, PC. Hang on. Um, Donald John Trump incited the erection. The um. <laughs> Quit that. Um, the uh, travel restrictions on South Africa, UK, and Brazil. So they Direction. basically call Donald Trump a uh, fascist, homophobic, and whatever. And but yet it's okay now that the, that the Biden administration is putting these restrictions. Right. So if they're going to be doing this, why not put uh, China onto the stupid list? Yeah. <laughs> no, I listen, Alex, the, the the Biden administration will sum things up. And I've been watching the press briefings every single day with this new uh, with this new press secretary. Pisaki is her name. And she basically has summed up the entire everything that happens every time there's a question. Why were you doing this? Why are you rolling back this? President Trump said this. What are you doing? What do you tell Americans? She her one answer. The one thing she keeps saying is basically there's a new administration in town and so you have to deal with it she's anytime someone says why are you canceling the xl pipeline why are you inserting these travel restrictions why is uh, why all the the flurry of executive orders when you're trying to unify the country she basically says well you know we won the election and uh and uh basically that's where you know we get the we get the power direction no i said election i said we won the election uh thanks so much for the call though 855-765-1045 is our number. This is Joe Jonna in Jacksonville. Hi, Jonna. How are you? Thanks so much for calling the Marque Show. Hey, Mark. Just one thing real quick. Yeah. Um, I think it was about a week ago I had heard a report that Texas was going to be um, submitting a bill to secede from the union. And I had a better thought. I thought that maybe all of the red states could get together and that we could um, evict or kick out uh, California and New York from the union. I think that's a great idea. I mean, that's I'm not a big fan of secession either. Wasn't a big fan of it back in the 1800s. Not a big fan of it now. And the reason is, you know, I like this country. I think it's a great country. I want to be part of this country. But there's some people in here that you're right. I'd like to I'd like to vote off the island. Maybe that's what we do. Maybe we we should turn the United States into just instead of elections, we should just have one big survivor challenge. And we pit all the states against each other. And then whoever, you know, whoever loses has to go to tribal council and then the rest of us can vote them out. And I'm pretty sure that when you get all the reds, when you get Florida and Texas together, they'll be able to kick California and New York's butts. Uh, No contest. No con. Hey, thanks so much for calling. We really appreciate it. 855-765-1045. Jason's in Ohio. Real quick, Jason. Uh, how are you? Thanks for calling the Marquee Show. What do you want to say? Good, you? I'm good. What's uh, up? Yes, I was. Uh, there's a lot of strange things that were happening. And it's strange because it's like deja vu. And uh, the other day I heard this song just pop up uh, while I was scrolling through music, and it's called Deltron 3030. Virus by E the Soul. 
and it was made in 2000, and it's like uh, exactly with everything that's going on with COVID-19. Uh, and then the movie Contagion. Rules will have to be imposed, and, and a all these... governing body will be created yeah. to enforce them. Crises precipitate change. Drop that beat. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is, this is Deltron. I think there's dirty words in this, so I'm not going to play any more of it. Uh, that's Deltron 3030 virus. I want to devise a virus to bring dire straits to your environment. Crush your corporations with a mild touch. Trash your whole computer system and revert you back to papyrus. Wow. When's the last time you heard a song that utilized the rhyming, uh, rhyming touch and papyrus? Wow. Uh, yeah, I was right. There's some. There's some bad words in it. Hey, thanks so much for the call. We really appreciate it. Listen, we got to get out of here. Um, we're going to start our workout here in about two minutes. So if you're watching on the stream, stay, stay hold tight. But also, we want to remind you that tomorrow we will be back. We'll have some male time, which is very exciting. We might have some female time because, you know, we're equal opportunity here. And then uh, and then Wednesday, we've got what, whatever you want Wednesday, followed by Thursday when we preview what the bleep. And then Friday's Fake News Friday. We like to have themes to our week, too, just like Joe Biden and his executive orders. Oh, by the way, another flurry of executive orders coming your way this week. We'll try to keep you posted on all of them. So stay tuned. Traffic, weather, news, Rush Limbaugh, next. Damn.